The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns. Another episode of On The Rag, thanks to 27 Names, um, the people who support us. You can find them at 27names.co.nz. Wonderful summer clothes. Oh, yeah. Walked past them on Ponsonby Road the other day. Beautiful mm. gingham smocks. Oh, nice. If that's what you're into. I like gingham. Yeah. Who yeah. I'm Alex Casey. I'm joined, as always, uh, by Michelle Cool. Kia ora. And Leonie Hayden. Kia ora. And we're here. This podcast will hopefully be going out December 1st, which means... This time she'll talk about Christmas, whether we want to or not. <laughs> Michelle's going to buff. Oh, yeah, I, I used to really like Christmas and now I'm, I don't want to be a Grinch because I think that's really boring too. But I just, I find it difficult because you don't get, I quite, <laughs> I've had a couple of Christmases that I really liked and it was because I got to do exactly what I wanted to do as an adult. And one of them was to run away to the Coromandel yeah. with my partner and mm. we took a, a plastic tree from the warehouse that plugged in and had, um, uh, what do you call it? Change colour. Yeah. Like fibre optic. That's it, fibre optic. Yeah. And and lots of booze and a ham. And that was superb. And another Christmas I really liked was going to Melbourne and spending Christmas Day helping out a, the, the equivalent of a city mission. And that felt mm. really like a proper thing to do at Christmas. But I just, I have to host Christmas. And I've been doing that from almost every year for 20 years. And it's oh, tedious. Wow. Mm. What about you, Leonie? How do you feel about Christmas? I sort of sit somewhere in the middle now. I had like a real um, Christmas renaissance in my mid-twenties where I just was like, fuck it, I'm taking it back. <laughs> I'm going to make the most of this holiday. I sort of like once, I, I didn't like Christmas very much as a kid or at least at the age where you sort of become more of a sentient being and it's not just about like opening presents and you sort of realise the weird um dynamics in your family and that stress exists it's not just about you you're not protected from like Mm. your family's stress at the time of the year anymore and I just remember hating it from that point onwards because it just wasn't relaxing or fun and then I turned into a moody teenager so of course I put extra effort into hating Christmas after that yeah and then I just sort of realized in my 20s I was like I've forgotten why I hated Christmas so much I had just been so used to saying I fucking hate Christmas Mm. and trying not very hard to do anything Christmassy. And then I just changed because I was just like, stop. It's your yeah. life. You can enjoy whatever you want as much as you want. And so I had one of those Christmases where you, I just said to my family, I'm sorry, I'm not coming home for Christmas this year. Mm-hmm. And my friends were home for the summer from America and we had a friend Christmas. <gasps> and like from that point on, I Bless. was just like a Christmas convert again, including family time. I just sort yeah. of needed something to like pull me out of like the cynicism and the that just how you get reminded of so many shitty things about the world at Christmas time. It it just it seems like people go out of their way to do as much reminding you of how bad everything is as reminding you that Christmas cheer should be a thing. Mm. But I just only ever, you know, just take on board the negative stuff. Right. So now I'm just like, no, Christmas can be a positive time. If you can be fucked. If you can be fucked. Yeah. And if you can't, then that's also fine. And I just feel like some years I'm not going to be fucked. And this year might be one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is what we kind of, I wanted to talk about today is like, whether you feel like you can be fucked or not, (laughs) there is a bit of pressure traditionally, historically and present, presently. 
Prison. Currently, <laughs> currently, yeah. recently it's good though for Prison. a Christmas thing. Recently, on women to do a lot of the mm. everything. I know, of Christmas. and really? it's like it's. I've always thought that the way I watched Christmas happen when I was growing up proved that women should be in charge of all governments and all corporations <laughs> because it's like it, it, it's an. An, um, an event that's not allowed to be moved. You can't be late for it, right? You can't no. call the family on Christmas Eve and say, I won't be ready till Boxing Day. Everybody stay <laughs> yeah. home, come the day after. <laughs> so it has to be done on time. Yeah. There's no two ways about it. And Military precision. Yeah, and, the, and mostly, not in our house, I have to say, Jeremy does all the hot food cooking and we split the present buying and mm. we've divided all of that shit up. But... Yeah, women have to take care of the meal and the presents and the planning the holiday and the putting the tree up and the la, 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 mm. la. And men, like, throw a chop on a barbecue or carve a ham and, oh, they look so special. Yeah. Exactly. We, we did a shout-out on our Facebook page to see if, if um, all you listeners out there had similar kind of thoughts and conundrums. And we got some interesting questions, tips, um, situations, I guess, that people might have to deal with this year. Uh, where should we start? I mean, there's Felicity Jackson made a good point, which I guess is kind of about the the division of like chores on, on Christmas and the kind of domestic labor. She says, on Christmas Day, when I was 14 years old, after lunch was done, I booted all of the women out of the kitchen and made them sit down and got them all a drink. Then I made all my uncles go and clean up. I was, si- I was sick of seeing all the men sitting around drinking beer while my mum and aunts did all the work. Um, she said it was really effective. That's great. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I mean, it would vary from family to family, but I reckon if you have, like, patterns like that in your family, no one's going to argue. I mean, they'll tease you for being, like, a stroppy feminist or whatever, <laughs> but if you stood in front of your male cousins and uncles or whatever and just went, you can't do this every year, <laughs> yeah. go and do the freaking dishes, they're yeah. not going to argue with no. you, surely. Not on Christmas yeah. Day. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think Try that's it. great. My family's kind of the same. Like, my dad, once I got... My new dad, he is very much like a, if you do the cooking, I do all the cleaning up kind of a, a guy, which is like amazing because he, he was in the military. So he cleans everything up like perfectly. Wow. Oh, that's fantastic. Can you come like, over to mine? Yeah. Does he fold all the like, does the corners on the bed sheets? <gasps> oh, well? yeah. He Hospital irons, corners. <laughs> irons everything. <gasps> really? Bed sheets, underwear. <gasps> oh, I yep. like him. Yeah. But it's good because I like cooking, so I do a lot of the Christmas cooking. I just fling things far and wide. I put gravy on the windows, and then he comes and scrubs (laughs) it all up afterwards. Like I did this for you. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy my gift to you. Yeah. I always feel like, and this I was reading this article that I found. It was on the Telegraph.co.uk, which was kind of about how do we have a feminist Christmas, and it talks about this feeling of like. Every Christmas, no matter what year it is, it feels like we go back to the 1950s yeah. to a certain extent, mm. probably at different levels. But how that manifests for me is like, I always try and take Christmas as a time to learn how to do all the things. Like I'm like, oh. I don't know how to cook a chicken. I don't know how to cook a turkey. I don't even know how to cut a vegetable properly. <laughs> like teach me everything, mum. Like that's kind yeah. of my time. And she does. I mean, my mum's not the greatest cook in the yeah. world. <laughs> so she's still we, like, we I mean, I don't know. We, like yeah. haplessly kind of bumble around the kitchen. Is it fun? Because that sounds so fun. I love it. And, and I don't want to feel bad. You know, I, it's that thing of like, I want to embrace these these elements and, and learn how to cook and, and clean without feeling like a bad feminist. Yeah. Like, yeah, but, it's, but it's, it's only the woman in the, the kitchen that need as well. to be done. They are things that need to be done. Yeah. It's He's just about encouraging everyone to do something. And yeah, and there is some lady bonding in that as well. But yeah. like you say, then dishes time comes. Because and... I saw some interesting conversation along these lines on Twitter from um, some Pacific women who were like, and it's not just Christmas, it's every occasion. Mm-hmm. And these women were like, you know, we're actually sick of all the women and our families doing so much. And like, you know, a lot of those are like massive occasions. So it's a lot of work. It's not mm. just sort of like your small nuclear family. Um, so these women were having this really great discussion about, you know, I don't want to see my uncles and my cousins just sitting around on their asses expecting to be waited on. Because, like, they were talking about, like, the culture of being waited on as well. It's not just they're doing all the work, but right. actually yeah. the men get to show up and for some reason be the guests of honour. And, like, these women yeah. were, like, really Thank encouraging. You for yeah, really <laughs> encouraging their families to, like, really look at that relationship and ask mm. them why it exists like why are the men in your family a guest of honor all of a sudden 
just because there's cooking to be done. Like that doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I thought it was really interesting because yeah, culturally it is like the kitchen is a place where you learn a lot of stuff and you communicate with each other. And I, I certainly enjoy being like at Ingeweta, the marae and doing a lot of crap in the kitchen. Mm. But like sort of equally the men are out digging holes and doing all kinds of stuff. So it's like there is labor going on everywhere. But when it's just women cooking and there's no roles for the men, it feels just wildly yeah. imbalanced. You know? I keep going back to there's a bit in My Life on the Road, the Gloria Steinem memoir, where she talks about a woman standing up in a feminist meeting saying, here's how to deal with domestic responsibilities is to close your eyes and imagine that your if it is a male partner that he is actually your girlfriend your your female friend Mm -hmm. what would you expect from her as a flatmate to do and ask him to do those things that should be it should be exactly the same yeah good advice yeah i like it and it's kind of how things work for us Uh, and also jeremy likes cooking and i don't Mm. i guess Mm. i just find it sweaty and (laughs) Fuck, it takes ages to cook it, and then everybody's eating so it in five minutes, and then they have a poo, and you've got a lot of dirty dishes. And like, what's the point of that? Oh, my God, Michelle's having an existential yeah. breakdown over here. Do you know, one way I did get through Christmas a couple of years ago was that a friend of mine gave me a Valium, which I just put on a dish in the kitchen on the windowsill on the off chance that I wasn't going to cope. And I yeah. didn't take it and I gave it back to her, but it was sitting in a dish on wow. the windowsill in front of me Should while I was making salad. And it was like, mm. okay, I've got an out if I really need one. <laughs> Do you wrap it like that? Like, like that I should have. Scorched arm. In a little like bonbon. little <laughs> present for yourself. Oh my God, the perfect gift for the women in your life. <laughs> oh, it's so grim. I always just feel like, like last year, for example, so this is like the kind of level I'm coming in at. I was in charge of cooking the beans, <laughs> like just the green beans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was oh, like, right, right. I'm going to do it fancy. I'm going to put sliced almonds. Like, you know, when Phoebe and Friends gets allocated ice and she's like, I'm going to do the best ice you've ever seen. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to do these beans. Amazing. So I was like, beans, peas. I'm doing like salt-based sprinkle right now if you can't see me. Peas, almonds. I burnt everything. I burnt everything. Yeah, I like the, the beans were wizened. Well, it was, it was oh, kind of like it? I don't want to put all the like, blame on my mum. But mum <laughs> pulled out the turkey and we cut into it, and it was raw. Oh, no. So like everything, and then she kind of just had a panic and just put everything back in. And I was like, my beans, my beans. <laughs> I tried so hard, and the beans came out. They were a disaster. They were like wizened. I'm just picturing Christmas at your house, just with like a Benny Hill theme. <laughs> oh, constantly you and your mum running. <laughs> In and out of rooms with flaming bowls and dishes. <laughs> it's almost like become a running joke. And like this, she's like, okay, I'm going to start at 8 a.m. So there's just no way anything can go wrong. And still, but even those beans being wizened, I felt like such a failure. Like I was like, this is my one thing I had to do. Oh, you had, had to like one prove job. myself. I was like, yeah, maybe I'm domesticated finally. <laughs> it's just like, nope. Putting almonds on things doesn't fix, <laughs> fix everything. If the food's perfect, you know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gives a crap. But it was just yeah. weird where that pressure had like come from. Because yeah, all 364 exactly. days of the year, I don't care. Eat the wasn't beans. And also, I, <laughs> I just, love wasn't beans. If yeah. everybody thinks back to, I'm, I'm going to challenge you to think back to what you ate for Christmas last year. I mean, apart from the, wasn't okay, beans. you remember the beans. <laughs> but okay, so Christmas five years ago, what what did everybody eat? You don't remember. You a remember. Side of, a side of salmon, actually. Oh, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I remember Christmas meals because I cooked them all in my family. But. Oh, well, that's okay. All right. But I, you know, I, I often think about that when I'm doing my Christmas shopping and stuff. I can't remember what I got for Christmas yeah. last year or five yeah, years exactly. ago. So is that really the important thing? I remember which Christmas Chuck somebody on it, screamed matter. at someone or somebody did, you know, did something hilarious or wonderful or any of those things. Yeah. But I don't remember what we ate or who gave who what. Or what the table decorations looked like. Table decorations. Does anyone in your family do centerpieces? No, no, I don't know. We don't do those. (laughs) No, no. Sometimes I cut off some sprigs of rosemary and sprinkle them around the table, but that's about it. My Christmas tree is an artificial one that's um, made of 
fucked if I know actually. I don't know. It's made of something. It's, it's kind of cute. It's not made of trees. It's not made of tree. It's a treeless tree. And <laughs> I hang on it um, souvenirs that we gather when we go traveling. Oh, that's so nice. It's, yeah. The, nobody else likes that's it. That's so good. We do. So, you know, there's Las Vegas and there's a crocodile from yeah. an alligator yeah. from New Orleans and there's a snow globe from Niagara Falls. That's great. And, yeah. So it's a little. Look where we were. Look where we'd rather be. <laughs> <laughs> I love that as a tradition. I always get mad at myself that I haven't started those because I'm like, it's too late. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's all too late. <laughs> I um, was in charge of the tree one year. <clears throat> when I say in charge of the tree, I mean taking it out of the garage and putting it up. <laughs> and my stepdad had decided to store it in the rafters of the garage, which is fine. But the box was quite old and I pulled it out. <laughs> and this is like, if you're a Christmas hater, this is probably your favorite image in the world. There was like a gnarled dead rat <gasps> that was like laced in between the branches and then had died like a snake. Like it was like wow. a serpent. God. And it was so hard did to get Did you just put out. some tinsel on him and leave him be? And it smelled? Why had it died? Did, it, did the tree kill it? Did the, like maybe it was the, I uh, <laughs> got Stephen stuck King, in there like, and yeah, comes yeah. alive and. That's amazing. Know. You should have left the rat in there. We just really needed to get out. I think we still put it up. That's, that's, <laughs> that's smell art. Like, it smelled that's, like a lot. That's art, that is. That's good. <laughs> that's an installation piece commenting on the futility of it's capitalism. Something. That's right. <laughs> um, there was an interesting comment from one Felicity Jackson who says, oh, no, no, sorry, that was the wrong one I'm looking at. Alice, Alice Cranenberg. She says, my conundrum is that I am spending Christmas Day with my partner's extended family. His uncle is hosting and they have a pool. I really, really want to spend half the day frolicking in the pool with the kids, but I'm 99% sure I'll attract some unwanted attention by some of the adult males in attendance. Yuck. She says, how do I tell them to politely fuck off so that I don't ruin family Christmas? Ooh. Ooh. Well, I, one option would be to wear a really ridiculous bathing suit so that it makes the whole thing fun. Rather than like reindeers on the boobs yeah, or something. Yeah, a knitted something, I'm thinking, <laughs> with, with a sleigh and, uh, and a snowman. I don't know. So it's like those 1920s, yeah. like full length long john type yeah. numbers. Yeah. Because I think that makes a point yeah. all by itself. But I don't know that you have to politely tell them to fuck off. Yeah. Do Does it have to be polite? I mean, there's always the classic, and this is, you know, appropriate to the season, did you get eyes for Christmas? Nice. You know, it's it's funny, and That's then great. it can just be like, you could say, it's all how you say it as well. It's like, if you really want to tell someone to fuck off, then you say that with, like, a mean look on your face. Mm. If you want to keep it light, but you still want to make a point, you say it with a smile on your face. And they'll get the point. So you could also, so here's, here's an idea that I've never tried, but it occurred to me this week and I'd quite like to try it is, you know, the things that women aren't very good at saying like, no, mm. and, um, uh, stop interrupting me. I haven't finished talking yet and you don't need to explain that to me. I already understand it. <laughs> Write those things down on a piece of paper, mm. maybe practice saying them into the mirror in the days leading up to Christmas, but write them down on a piece of paper and make some of those homemade Christmas crackers and <gasps> put them inside. Oh my God. And if somebody says a dicky thing to you or looks at you the wrong way, just <laughs> grab a cracker and it's get them genius. to pull it. Savage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I'm, I I want to try it. Is it too late for us to do Christmas merch? Like, yeah, we could do like just some shabby ones. Oh my god! On the red crackers available soon. That's from a great idea. Oh my god, we must do that for next year for next Christmas. We could make a fortune and give it to something useful. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I think between now and then, someone's going to someone's going to steal our idea. Steal idea. How do you make people there? not steal things? Oh, is there a copyright, legal copyright, trademark, 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 yeah, trademark. <laughs> trademark on the OTR 2017. I, I want one of the crackers it, or lots of them to have inside them. I'm sorry, I don't understand why that's funny. Yeah, yes. good one. Yeah, which is you know a great solution for all days of the year when someone says something, <laughs> <Yeah>. Can you <laughs> makes a weird that? joke. Make them say it again and again and again. Do we have any other tips around how to deal with that, particularly when big extended families come together? You might might have to hang out with people that aren't in your same social circles yeah. and have the same values and views as you. So how do you confront that if, if say, you know, there's a, a casual racist or sexist thing? Set so I've been trying table. to write an article on this subject about how to deal with um, – like racist relatives and acquaintances mm-hmm. over the holiday period. Because as well as your own family, you sort of end up going to these things where it's like 
friends and family, their friends and family, and their friends and family, and like a never-ending sequence of just people you'll never see again. Mm. So you have to make, from scratch, small talk quite a lot. And that's sort of like, for me, that's sort of quite fertile soil for casual <laughs> racism with like... Mm. Just it can be as like innocuous as like what do you do, and I'm always just like on edge from that point on. If it's sort of like an older white male, and and mm. that's through conditioning because for me it was like it always starts with what do you do, and then I would be like when I was at Mana, I work uh, at a magazine. What magazine? Uh, Mana magazine. That's a magazine about Maori culture and lifestyle. Oh, and that's funded by the government, is it? Was always the next question, wow. and I know that's a very specific question to me, like sort of assumption or stereotype this person but every single time I had to have that conversation oh so often and so I got better at the answer you know I, like it started off as like oh no no we just we do quite well thank you to me very confidently saying well no actually it's a very unique uh magazine on the market and middle class Māori middle classes are big consumers and actually do very well thank you very much <laughs> and then you know I would say that very co- confidently and then that was my way of telling the person off even though they didn't know they'd been told off and they didn't know that they even said anything wrong in the first place mm. but whilst I've been trying to like write about it and about the other things that will come up like um just people doing bad impressions of like offensive racial stereotypes in front of you or someone bringing out all lives matter or they shouldn't have kids if they can't afford them like mm-hmm. those kinds of stuff mm-hmm. yeah like one of the things I realized actually is that when I've had been faced with these kinds of things, so I still don't know exactly what you do in that split moment, that split second that you've got where you decide to say something or let it go. But what I did realize is nearly every time I've been put in that position, someone who is my friend or loved one, who's not a person of color has been there and heard. And Mm. they have also, they have not recognized my distress Right. So I just sort of started to also write in this piece about how actually it's not just our battle, like how to deal with like racist relatives. Like actually it's something that if you have a friend or a family member and like if they they are the only brown person there or the only Asian person there and they don't have any other support in that way, then be aware of the fact that maybe they'll need your help at yeah, some point. Right. You know, that they'll need even just like, I Back mean. Up. Even mm. stuff that I've sort of brought up later, like, didn't you think that was weird when he said that to me and I've had, you know, a friend being like, oh, I didn't, I didn't notice. Sorry. Like, yeah. you know, so I think it almost pays to have conversations with your friends about like, hey, these are the things that I find hard to talk about. If you hear someone saying this to me or bringing up the subject, then can you just like keep an ear out for me or something like that? Mm. I don't know. The more I wrote about what you should do about racist relatives, the more I realised it should actually be a what should we do yeah. about them. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. And there's always that thing of like in the moment, why it's does so the burden hard. fall on you to exactly. recall your like Rolodex of cool comebacks and like, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, <You've laughs> which disappears always. Half a second as yeah. well. And in the half a second, you're not only processing what you should do about it, but you're processing their intention and whether or not, like, they're being malicious, and if they're not, then, like, are they just sort of old and out of touch, and do they deserve this? And yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, oh, mm. yeah. And is it is it worth ruining, I say yeah. this, ruining Christmas in, like, <laughs> inverted commas? And, you know, everyone will tell you they more often than not don't say a thing. Yeah. Which makes me always feel worse later than yeah. if I'd ruined Christmas. If like, and if just a friend in that moment or a family member, if all they did was make eye contact with me, then I would feel emboldened to say the thing. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's that feeling of it's just me against this room of people, even if you're only talking to one person. Mm. But if someone, is, you feel like I, I hear what that person just said to you and you look at them and they look back at you with like raised eyebrows or something, yep. that would give me the courage I think I needed to say something. Nice. I like it. Mm. Yeah. Should we talk a little bit about gift buying? Yes. And the kind of, the, some of the problems that come up there. This is something that we've had a lot of amazing suggestions about uh, particular gifts and particular things we could give money to and stuff over Christmas. But it, I just wanted to talk about, I have a lot of young nieces and I find myself constantly torn between wanting to like get them something that might get them interested in like a STEM subject <laughs> or giving them what they actually want, which yeah. is, you know, like a frozen thing. 
And I'm like, do I, am I playing into, you know, their, whatever it is, boxing them into their traditional gender thing yeah. by giving them the thing they want? Or am I undermining the feminine by choosing to give them a rocket ship? You know, I just, yeah. I, maybe I'm overthinking it, but it honestly, it stresses me out. Just generally buying stuff for kids, I find really difficult because yeah. it means a lot to me, even if it doesn't really to them. Like, yeah, I yeah. just buy books. Yeah, I buy books. books for yeah, kids well, I don't books. like and it though. No, but the <laughs> do. They will later, and they will open everything in the same way that they open your book that day. I mean, at least my nephews do. It's the go, ripping page. Oh, that's amazing, excited. and then they chuck it away and grab the next. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, right. what matters is. In like a year, they pick up the book, they see Love from Auntie Alex mm. written, written there, and then they read that book. And then when they're our age, they're like, oh, I remember all those books that Auntie Alex gave me. They're not going to remember the shitty doll. Yeah, it's and true. Because there's true. two ways of buying gifts for people. One is that you buy the gift that you're kind of guessing they want or you've been told they want. But the other yeah. way is to give them the gift that you want them to have. And I quite like doing that as an aunt or a nana mm-hmm. is to give them the gifts that I want them to have. Cause there's millions of other people who are getting them my little ponies yeah. and frozen shit and all of that stuff. So if you can do the, the giving them the thing that they didn't know they wanted in the hope that they'll work out, they want it. <laughs> and, and back up to that, anything fucking wonder woman is just totally fine with me. Cause oh, it's yeah. like feminine, empowerment and i mean it's it's everything isn't it yeah i love it (laughs) yeah that's true there is a lot of pop culture out there that probably has like lots of plastic crap attached to it but that it does have like great you know feminine protection true for example like i was gonna buy my nephew uh um oh my god daisy ridley character and then i was like Ray. what if i give it to him and he's like yeah like i'm just gonna feel so bad yeah. what does it not like I, is no, it yeah. me being like i totally, like, I totally like, understand feminist auntie being like you only get the woman character but <laughs> she's, she's the hero she's, she's the hero my nephews love ray but even even i would be like but do they want the toy i'm not actually sure yeah yeah no, I, I think know. you should do that. I do. And, you know, if, it's, mm. if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But uh, um, would you give your niece um, a Luke Skywalker doll if she was into Star Wars? I mean, you don't have to give yeah. them the one that matches their gender. Yeah, true. Yeah. My nephews this Christmas, I'm just taking them to Star Wars. That's great. They yeah. don't get a present on the day. They just yeah. get a card which says, tomorrow we're going to Star Wars. Yeah, that's so good. So the thing that I try Much to easier. do, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have set myself the, the challenge each Christmas of I'm only allowed to shop in my local neighbourhood at independent stores. Ooh. Mm. So that I'm supporting the women who have, because most of those, you know, gift homeware stores are run mm. and owned by women yeah so I tried and do it just in my neighborhood um so that I'm supporting their businesses and so but I'm also allowed to shop at the women's bookshop so oh, that's a great again idea. that's you know poor Good putting challenge. money into into women's businesses and if you're not in Auckland or somewhere where there isn't a women's bookshop you can go online and do that but I can't yeah trying to um funnel the money that I spend into women's businesses yeah that's a great idea I just get so stressed out I just get buried in Hatchimals I bought I bought two Hatchimals now maybe What's I need to stop buying Hatchimals that's what the kids want I, uh, <laughs> I I don't know what they are it's like a little chicken thing I don't actually know what it is it comes out it does it come out, out of an egg a, but I've only bought the cheaper one. come out of an egg yeah okay the hundred dollar oh. ones. It's like a little chicken or a creature that pecks somehow, and sure. this plastic egg eventually shatters. Oh, and I you do have a kind of know what that is. Hatchimals hatched. Oh, my four year old granddaughter are pretty is safe. just massively <laughs> into things yeah. that come out of things. You know, maybe I should give her a real or, egg. Or she's into wrapping, unwrapping things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a whole unboxing thing. Yeah, right? the unboxing, like the revealing. Oh, yeah, shit. I, yeah. yeah. She watches it on industry. YouTube. Yeah. That's what Hatchimal is. But yeah, that yeah, that's a great <laughs> idea. Was just a very it's slow a unboxing. <laughs> In slow-mo. And so <laughs> because of that last year, I bought her a babush- 
babushka doll that had all the Disney princesses. Ah, oh, yeah. Inside. But I don't think she found that as exciting as, you know, some fucking Shopkins and a kinder. I don't know. <laughs> doesn't matter. That's doesn't what... really matter. None of it matters. It's all going into a landfill. It's, it's all going to kill us all. <laughs> all the plastic that's ever been made is still here, and we just need to think about that for a little yeah. second. I, I want to do a shout-out to Anima, who said that what we should do for Christmas gifts for men is just give them 88% of the present. <laughs> Because <laughs> oh, I imagine how that would go down. <laughs> Here is a sock and a half. Yeah, <laughs> call it a pair. <laughs> I just so sipped funny. like a little bit of the wine. Here's a box of chocolates. It's nearly full. <laughs> to be fair, I'd probably do that to one of my yeah. family members anyway. <laughs> oh, you don't like the coconut one, so I just ate them first. <laughs> There was a great suggestion from Kate Camp who said, instead of Secret Santa, I do compliments of the season where you write compliments about teammates anonymously on slips of paper and read them out randomly at the party. Assuming like a work party or, or you could go a family party. We do it in our feminism group. So that makes it feminist. Hey, like Anything um, you do at your feminist group is oh, feminist. I like that idea, Kate. Yeah, like drinking and anything. It makes anything. me feel so good. We've just uh, introduced this weekly um ritual here at the spin-off and um, we have an mvp box and if someone does something really great during the week you write down their name and why you've nominated them i mean then we read them all out and the first name that gets read out is like the winner and they get like a prize but then we read out all the rest of the names in the box so good it is the most morale boosting thing i <laughs> think i have gorgeous. ever experienced in a place of employment i really love it it was, was oh, your idea so good. well me and ash have been talking about doing it for a while because we both like love just like get const like compliments, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Good. almost constantly. And I just get really like filled with love yeah. every week, and I think that's a really great feeling to just have something fill you with. Yeah. Like, you know. Can I do that at home? I work alone. Yeah, at my yeah, house. Could I just put my name in a box each just week? Every time you think you've done something awesome. great, write it down <gasps> and put it in a box. That's quite cool. And then you can draw it. Yeah. Make it maybe make it monthly. Give so actually you might have present. forgotten some of the stuff that you've written down. Could I give myself a bowl of Prosecco and a block of Avati? <laughs> I reckon. Okay. You definitely, definitely could. Do you oh, have a PO a box? Idea. You can mail stuff to yourself. Mail it to myself. That's nice. <laughs> It'll take so long, you'll forget by the time it arrives. Oh, that's what came. I wonder who it's from. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a big fan of that and doing like snaps in general. I like this anonymous, the anonymous thing as well that you... I'm assuming, wait, does that mean that you don't say who it's about either? Or no, you'd have to say no, who it's about. You just be anonymous. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Me and my friends, my friend group, when we used to like go out to town, we're all quite like kind of neurotic, like don't really like going out, kind of stressed out <laughs> people. Didn't really like it, which felt like we had to do it because we were young. So we'd, do, like, we'd stand in a circle and do a round of like, snaps like morale boosting from legally blonde like you'd be like oh you God. look beautiful tonight <laughs> and, and i'm so proud of you and we go around we do it sometimes rat ass on ponsonby road in the middle of the road <laughs> we'd just be like it's snaps time <laughs> and honestly it's really it's good. a better booster than any friggin' alcoholic drink you can Ooh. buy <laughs> I don't quite buy that, but I think it's really sweet. <laughs> yeah, it could go really nicely with a round of drinks. Oh, yeah. compliments of the season. I like it. It would yeah. just get more intense and more intense. So. Yeah, <laughs> I love you. Yeah, that's a great. Um, that's a great suggestion. There's also something else you I'd like smack, to shout out. You're beautiful. You're, <laughs> you're strong, important. Independent woman. <laughs> you got pretty hair. <laughs> you. There's this website called sendinglove.co.nz. Have you guys heard about this? No, it's a kind of service. I don't know if it's like a New Zealand initiative or if if they've done it overseas, but it's basically sending, I'm not going to cry, but it's like writing Christmas cards to the elderly in rest homes who might not get a lot for Christmas. So it's it's sendinglove.co.nz. I'd highly recommend. We're going to do a big session at the spinoff probably next week where we all write some stuff. But is that, So that's a, a New Zealand It's a New Zealand thing. website, yeah. That is so adorable. Yeah, so you it says that's make sure nice. your card is filled with love, be creative, write a legible message. I think you keep it keep it unsealed so the rest of homes can just check that it's, it's all fine. And then I think there's like drop-off points or, or something. The information's all on the website. Um, oh, I love what that. What a lovely thing, yeah. It's yeah. just like you've yeah, got... It's really nice. Got a, got a spot of paper and a bit of time. You could, um, yeah. Yeah. Even Chris, like Christmas cards, I just love, you know. I love card making. Oh, in I general. see. Grinchy old me. <laughs> I got my first Christmas card 
a couple of days ago and it just made me go, oh, fuck, I've got to do that. <laughs> oh, you don't have to do anything. Do Christmas cards? No, no, well, I didn't do them at all last year and so maybe no one will send them, I mean, apart from the one that just arrived. Maybe no one else will send them and it'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, every year I have these grandiose plans, but I'm definitely going to try and at least do the sending love thing. Cause yeah, that's what a really nice. Thing. Yeah. Um, there's been some other good suggestions. Another thing that's come up a little bit is like, we were talking about Hatchimals and plastic and stuff is like getting stressed out about waste and just mm. buying shit and like just consuming, <laughs> consuming, consuming. Um, Georgie Henderson says, well, first she says great tip for the environment. I'm refusing to buy my husband's family presents this year. <laughs> <laughs> just like, power to you. Plus I'm a massive op shopper, which is great for the world, which is a, like another option. Yeah. yeah right. Very True. accessible. Also trade me like secondhand. Yeah. Scrolling through secondhand stuff, like especially like electronics and stuff like that. I've been looking at Fitbits at the moment, and it's like, why would you buy a new Fitbit? Everyone's like Christmas Fitbits from last year are all on trade, you know. Oh, <laughs> They've true. all been used like one or two times. Um, so that's a great recommendation there. There's also like you don't actually have to buy a gift, you know. There's this um the good registry, which oh, I've yeah, seen yes nice. um thrown all around the place yeah the aunties has just been added to it right so, yeah so which is why i'm now familiar with it where you instead of buying a gift for a friend you donate that to in their name to someone else it's a bit like the old spam goat really isn't it mm. yeah but it, yeah you can just go to one website and choose from a bunch of different yeah places to donate it it's to nice. right yeah 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 that's good so that's the good registry.com Dot com? International one? Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it's a good idea. That's a great, like, Secret Santa one. Um, there's also a bunch of books and things that a wonderful woman whose name I have lost for some reason, who sent us on our On The Rag Facebook page, which, by the way, if you're not a fan of already, is um, On The Rag Pod on Facebook. Um, where we try and post some links and, and, and have some conversations, sent us a whole lot of like amazing suggestions for um, especially young women and stuff like that. Oh, with all these suggestions from one person. Yeah. She's amazing. I know. She's incredible. Yeah. So there's like books for the young feminists. I'm just trying to load them up now. Good night stories for rebel girls. Oh, yeah. That's a oh, good one. Oh, that sounds lovely. Just something I would love to get. I always just get stressed out as well because I forget. Like, <laughs> I forget. Uh, reading ages and like how old yeah, what yeah. You're ready for. it's quite hard to judge eh? yeah if you go to a good bookstore i guess you can just you ask can them ask really. them for advice yeah. go i've got a niece who's eight what do you reckon she's mm. into climbing trees and snow globes whatever and else go, look look at this it's about <laughs> climbing trees inside snow globes <laughs> yeah and fight like a girl obviously our yes, old, old mate our old friend clementine forwards i see our like friend. <laughs> Uh, a a good friend. friend. She sat in this room. She came on our pod. <laughs> it was crazy when she was here. Yeah, wasn't it was it? great. But see, even a book like that, I'm not sure how how young do you go. I reckon that's that, fine you know? Is for someone in their teens. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a tough read in, in some places, but I always go puberty. I mean, have for you books read like any YA lately? It's brutal. It's yeah, always it's brutal. It's yeah. always been brutal. Mm. No, like, puberty to me like, is, They like the hard-hitting shit Once you're bleeding out of your stuff. vagina I reckon you can read anything you I think you, you can like. handle a lot of stuff <laughs> That's Once you've started bleeding regularly from your vagina Yeah Which is the other idea for Christmas trees Except it's quite expensive But I know I've mentioned this before But I did do it once Which was to de- decorate a Christmas tree with tampons That's right And they you come could with strings in um, red paint with glitter And hang them up by their little strings oh, But it's a very like... fucking expensive way to decorate a tree <laughs> <laughs> You'd be better to get some Fabergé eggs <laughs> Really Still, um, make a point. If you're having to host Christmas and you didn't really feel like it, that would be quite a good way of yeah. saying, welcome to my home. Yeah. You lose like half welcome your guests. conservative old aunt who <laughs> I see once a year. Please. Um, speaking of that, there was that amazing like pack from like a bunch of Wellington businesses. which From Note Sisters. Yeah, that yeah. you put on a Facebook page. The, what was um, that all the about? The Christmas pack I think they've sold out of, but oh, they no. still have heaps of really cool stuff. So Note Sisters do... Um, some really cool um, clothing pieces, I guess. They do the Mastecto tee, mm-hmm. which is the cool embroidered um, T-shirt with the with scar on one side and the boob on the other side. 
um, which supports can survive, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and then they have um, the cool jumpers and t-shirts that say period full stop. Um, and then I think those, yeah, those ones, they give um, some of the proceeds to the WA Collective for their Moon Cup project. Right, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so you get cool stuff, but also they're, um, they they give money to um, other thing, other projects that they um, support as well. So Nope Sisters online, um, yeah, they've got keeps of cool stuff. Go find them on Facebook. Do they have anything left after Shanxo Instagrammed wearing a Nope t-shirt? Oh, I don't know. I just feel like. It would have set their server yeah, on fire. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, that that's a good point because I have only really seen on there the period stuff. So maybe they sold out of the nope stuff. Mm. The nope teas are about consent, FYI. Mm. Mm. Um, is there anything else about Christmas that we want to we want to chat about? Another place that I am um, just found. Well, it's not a place; it's a massive place. But like, <laughs> if you want to buy specifically feminist gifts for your friends and family, yeah, Etsy. It's yes. like. Feminist crafts as far as the eye can see and yeah. heaps of really cool yeah. stuff. And I also reckon even December 1st, it's probably not too late, even if you're ordering stuff from the States. There's like pins and T-shirts and jumpers and sculptures and jewellery. and That's true. Yeah, there's like you can just run the whole gamut and then cheap and expensive. And yeah, I had right. like a blast. I spent like four hours just looking through lady stuff and they're small businesses mm. <laughs> run by women as well you yeah. know so it's like it's it's doubly cool yeah i went to the um the general collective craft market at Ooh. the asp showgrounds thinking i was gonna buy everything for christmas yeah i just got very overwhelmed <laughs> i think seeing lots of crafts in real life is a lot harder yeah. than looking online mm. like, i was like so many candles there's so many candles i don't know what's a good but yeah Etsy's amazing there's also like heaps of cool like vintagey stuff and all of that. Yeah, right? there's like collectibles. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, hmm. um, yeah. Is that is that a Christmas wrapped in a bow? Then we solved it. <laughs> yeah, I think we solved Christmas, guys. Yeah, I think we have. Well I'm, done, everybody. I feel a little better about it. I think we saved. That's yeah. nice. That's yeah. good. I, yeah, I'm gonna go and see if I can track down that Valium again. Just <laughs> <laughs> <on standby>. <laughs> <laughs> one for mummy, one for daddy, one for Michelle. <laughs> Um, the other side, as I am working on a story uh, for the spinoff, talking to mall Santas. It's been really interesting <laughs> talking to these men. Oh, who, you actually found I found Santas. some mall Santas, yeah, who just love Christmas and love Aww. like Aww. giving back to their communities. And like a lot of the apparently a lot of the older ones see it as kind of like their community service, yeah, like giving yeah. back. Wait, they're not just, actually not, doing oh, community service. <laughs> right, if, if, if it's I for may have if it. it's for shoplifting, <laughs> it'd be all right. But oh. yeah. <laughs> Imagine that craziest kind of rehab. Oh, you're doing um, community service. Nice. <laughs> and I just thought it was like it's something to consider. I feel like mall centers get a lot of like everyone's like, ooh, you know, like people get a bit funny about it. But just talking to these men who are just like they love it. Also, it's such a rigorous like training thing. One of them told me apparently if you look in the photos, the centers wear white gloves, and in every photo, the center will be you. You're required to make sure both your hands are visible in the photo. Oh, I like oh. because of all that. Because of, because of all that. Of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I was like, all that stuff like is just fascinating. They yeah, have, they're such a they're professional hover hands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My gloves are up here. Fine. <laughs> but yeah, just spare a thought for the mall centers. You know, yeah, when you see them. Bless them. Bless. Apparently, it's hot as well. Oh, God. oh I bet. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, let's not get started on the ridiculousness of I all know. the winter symbolism about yeah. Oh, yeah, Christmases. I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, the commitment to it when you see people like sweating in their winter like Christmas jumpers. Yeah, and, and, and eating a, a hot lunch and and having eggnog. Though I don't care, I'd drink eggnog in twenty-seven degree heat. Yeah, but would you? Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. never tried it. I've never oh, had it either. Or just you like custard? Yes. Then that you'd love it. Ooh, boozy yeah. drinkable it's just boozy custard. Okay, okay, Ooh. I'm in. Yeah. Oh, it's very exciting. Is there any other non-Christmas um, things that we, we want to talk about in this in the second to last episode of the year? Uh, There's been a lot happening there, which we have completely glossed over. So that's true. <laughs> Now's that's the time. True. Look, I mean, I just want to mihi to Megan Markle, sister of color, working her way uh, into the uh, into the royal family. I know she's doing it to you know destroy. Yeah. The royal family mm -hmm. from within. Mm -hmm. And Good um, work. I'm just saying I see you, sister, and I appreciate what you're doing. 
she it's she's done a remarkable job it's that <laughs> she'll destroy the whole thing <laughs> i'm gonna bring it to its knees yeah absolutely i um i want to do a shout out to gal Gadot who um has managed to uh get rid of brett ratner as a producer yes. of the second wonder woman movie um one a part of the story that hasn't been made all that clear is that oh so i should explain that we talked about this last podcast. Brett Ratner has been accused of um, sexual harassment and sexual assault, I think, uh, by six women. But um, one of the reasons that Gal Gadot was able to do this is that when they signed her, they didn't sign her for the second Wonder Woman movie because they didn't really believe there was going to be one. Right. It's so, probably not going to work out. Yeah. Mm. And so <laughs> she, unlike almost everybody else who is in the rolling over cast she was in a position of not being tied into a contract and could go actually i won't sign your contract for wonder woman too if he's involved in the production oh, yes girl yeah. yeah so in that beautiful piece of irony because they didn't really trust a that yeah. she was going to be good enough or b that yeah. anybody wanted to see a wonder woman movie she ended up with more power than anybody else this is a real life Wonder Woman. Snaps. <laughs> um, excellent. Well, I guess what have we got any any recommendations for reading, watching, being cool tips for the festive season or just for life? I'm I'm willing I'm willing to hear. I have just picked up from the library a book because I get a bit overwhelmed with um corporate work and stuff just before Christmas. Mm. So that, mm. that's part of the reason why I'm frazzled on the 25th of December. But I picked up uh, Anne Wilson Schaaf's book, Meditations for Women Who Do Too Much, but I haven't had a chance to open it yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to. And apparently it's it's really lovely and she's, uh, yeah, and it's a you know, kind of women-loving, feminist-empowering thing and some of the meditations are like a half-page long, so I'll manage that. Yeah. It's just try and keep me calm over the next month. Yeah. Let's see if that happens. Um, I can't recommend it yet, but I've had it recommended to me so many times that I bought it. I bought a copy of The Power by Naomi Elderman, that oh, yeah. um, amazing feminist dystopian sci-fi book that has been um, doing the rounds about women who can kill Oh, kill with right. their Clementine hands or something. About yeah, that. the one that Clementine was oh, talking mate. about. Um, and so by virtue of that power that women have that men don't, it's a matriarchy instead of a patriarchy and then some yeah, kind of mystery th- thriller ensues from there. Yeah. So I don't actually know. I, I just know the main, the central premise that women can kill with their with electricity in their hands or Yay. something. But I can't oh. wait to read it. And then I also got um, the... The new Philip Pullman book, which is the prequel to his uh, his Dark Materials trilogy. Great. La Belle Sauvage, which I started reading, and it's pretty great. So great. Mm. Wow. Not feminist, but, you know. That's right. just, good. He writes great female characters. Yeah, he does. So maybe that counts. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He does, he does. I did a bit of research to see um, Christmas, how Christmas movies kind of sat with, like, a feminist framework. Oh, not well. No, I can't imagine <laughs> all of those stupid American comedies. You look back at them and they're like, you're like, the horror, the horror of how you're treating women in this movie. I can't imagine the stupid Christmas ones are any better. And it, it was interesting as well because then it got me thinking about, and I'm sure we probably talked about this last year, but how all of those old Christmas songs are real fucked up yeah. in their relationship to women, especially. Especially Santa Baby is weird. Santa Something baby. weird's happening in Santa Baby. Yeah, that's quite Santa. odd. The baby uh-huh. voice. It, oh, it's yeah, just the baby, the baby voice. voice. Is yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, is um, the person singing meant to be a child? Yeah. Or is it just a childlike woman? I don't. I th- I don't know. It's a child. Yeah. No, well, no, it's definitely a, a song sung by a, a grown woman. To it's a sort of lascivious. I fancy you Santa Some song, isn't it? Daddy issues to me. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And um. Baby, it's cold outside. Oh, that is the worst. That is messed up. I love it. I <laughs> love like, listening to it at no, Christmas. I but really I... have to leave. And he's like, nah, I've locked the door. I know. It's have like, another drink. And she's like, what's in this drink? This and he's is... like, no, 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 tell you. <laughs> You're like, oh, excuse me? <laughs> it is the opposite of consent, isn't it? Oh, my It's actually gosh. shocking. Yeah. It's just like. Yeah. Brings a couple of things uh, into question. <laughs> it's a hell of a tune, though, so it's complicated. It is. It's a lovely movie. I love that movie. 
Um, but it seemed like a lot of the ones when Harry Met Sally came up a lot as a good one. Okay. As a okay. good, I don't even mm. know if that's a Christmas. Is it a Christmas film or is it just kind of like Christmas in scene New York? In it. So there's a scene where they drag a Christmas tree around. So, but that's it. It's not based on tenuous. Christmas. But see, because <laughs> we watch, we make sure that after everybody's left on Christmas Day, we watch our movie, and it's one of Casablanca, LA Story, Princess Bride, Puss in Boots. Oh, good. Last year we watched Frozen. Yeah. So just it doesn't matter. I don't care. Frozen works because it's you know yeah. winter. Yeah, just true. Like Christmas is. Yeah, Christmas is not winter, guys. <laughs> I'm not at all sick of hearing really? sleigh bells on ads. Because <laughs> that's totally relevant to me and where I live. Yeah. I've definitely seen a sleigh. Yeah. Oh, I see them all the time. I always. I really like the holiday. That movie with um Jack Black and oh, Kate yeah. Winslet, and Cameron Diaz, and. Jude Law. Jude Law. Yeah. Mr. Napkinhead. Yeah, yeah. Classic gag. Um, but both the women's storylines are completely about men. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. you know, it's like, there. but I guess it's just because it is kind of a rom com and it's hot and, yeah, it's and about maybe that's all. Heterosexual relationships. Like, so they don't get to have a conversation about anything yeah, else. Yeah, that's true. And like Jack Black like, gets to make his music and stuff. I don't know. It's just interesting to think about these things. It's not going to change what I do yeah. at all and you know nor should I make you feel oh. bad for enjoying and let's not forget the nightmare that is love actually oh yeah <laughs> that's kind of a podcast all on its own though it yeah. takes so long to unpack what's going on there <laughs> just a casual 30 year age gap and three of the couples yeah <laughs> what that's fine okay it's probably not that dramatic but <laughs> it's pretty dramatic yeah yeah Still I'm a not a big movie, Love though. Actually fan. No, Even neither. Just goes uh, crazy for it. I like it. I haven't seen That's it charming, since I guess. it came out, but I think I'll just watch anything with Bill Nighy in it. Oh, I love mm. Bill Nighy. This is definitely the best story arc. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are they making another one? Oh, no, that was just a. That was no, just a yeah, thing. they did a Red Nose That's right, charity right. thing. Got everyone excited that they were making another one, and they were like, oh, no, it's just like a two minute video, so I was, so yeah. I was to get, <laughs> get your hopes up. Um, yeah, are we done? Yeah. I don't know. Oh my God. That seems like a weird. Put weird a bow on it. We're done. Put a bow on it. If you want to also, please, if you listen to this and you have like suggestions to make Christmas easier or more fun or cool things you can listen to or buy, please tell us. Um, on Facebook, we're on the rag pod or Twitter, hashtag OTR pod. Mm, please like us. Please also tell your friends to subscribe. I've learned that subscribing is the only thing that drives you up the charts. Oh. I don't know if you know where we are in the charts, but I do not look. <laughs> no, I, I don't think I've ever looked. <laughs> but I can re- report, oh God, what I, why am I stuttering? Um, that many times in the last couple of months while I've been doing corporate gigs all over the bloody country at fancy do's women have come up to me and it's always they always do it like it's a secret they always come up and go i just want you to know <laughs> that me and my friends all listen to your podcast anyway would you like to come over and meet the ceo <laughs> i like that i do too oh i really do i think we have to work out a secret handshake or a, we have to have a button or something you know yeah, a little badge that sounds good uh, yeah. we, we're going to work on merch in the new year. Mm. Yeah, and I'm just saying, so. fuck the merch, rating. People are listening. Maybe some tattoos. Oh, I don't know. Tattoos are good. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yes, and we'll be back with one more episode for the year, probably towards the end of December, looking back at the year that was 2017. Oh, There's a the lot of stuff. amazing year that was 2017. <laughs> There's been a lot of stuff. <laughs> Who knew it could be worse than 2016? <laughs> I know. Who knew? I don't know what you guys are talking about. Was it great? 2018 we'll turn this all around all right thank you so much for listening thank you again to 27 names for supporting us to talk about whatever the hell we want we love you thank you don roe first ever ever on the rag record by don roe thank you michelle thank you and thank you guys for listening we will see you in a month Bye. bye Kia ora e te iwi, te Ihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate.
The Spin-Off Podcast Network.